Hello everyone, this is John Muntz with Dealer's Edge, just bringing you this week's workshop quick clip. Just a reminder, this workshop in its entirety and hundreds more are available to VIP season ticket members. For more information, please visit vip.dealersedge.com. This week's workshop was brought to us by Don Hannes and focuses on the often sticky situation of dealership ownership succession. I'm going to let Mike Bowers do the introduction, uh, then we'll listen to a question about active versus inactive family members, as well as a question about family limited partnerships. Then we will conclude with a short segment that I found interesting on developing a family board. Be sure to listen to the end for a generous offer presented by Don and Planning Solutions Group. Today's topic again involves some complex issues for car dealers contemplating their plans for passing along ownership of the business. It's an especially good time to be, to be talking about these issues, considering the demographic trends among dealership owners and the general upheaval in auto retailing. There was a time not too long ago when if an owner of a dealership or group of dealerships died, ownership passed to a surviving spouse or their heirs in accordance with the dealer's will. Approval at the factory level wasn't much more than a rubber stamp. Approval by financial institutions was hardly even a consideration, but no more. And don't forget the people who manage the dealerships. They have to be wondering where they fit into your plans for the future. As ownership of dealerships is being consolidated in fewer hands, and as the average age of dealership owners has been rising, those other stakeholders, the car makers, the financial institutions, have started taking a much more active interest not only in who owns the stores, but who really runs them. It's no longer business as usual. You may have already have a will and an estate plan in place, so why should you care? As you'll hear today, conditions are changing, and that makes it more advantageous than ever for dealership owners and their heirs to consider an in-depth review of estate and succession plans for the business. Today, Don Hannes will explore the unique challenges facing succession in a family business. The boundaries and expectations that need to be established We'll see why so many auto dealers fail in this endeavor. We'll learn about what to include in your own 911 emergency plan. And finally, we'll consider your exit and succession options. Don Hannes is a certified financial planner and a founding partner of Planning Solutions Group, a financial planning firm that specializes in developing innovative concepts for wealth creation and preservation. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge. First one goes back to something you said early on in the in the workshop. Uh, you said you do not recommend that that for family members who are not active in the business, you do not rec you recommend that they do not have any ownership in the business either. Uh, why do you say that? Because inactive family members uh, are not growth oriented. They would like current income current liquidity, don't want to take the risk, don't want to borrow money for expansion, it leads to conflict. Many times we will give stock to inactive children, but it's usually followed by a buy-sell agreement so that they have an opportunity to convert their stock to liquidity at some point down the road. I just don't think, it's, it's not, of course it's not liquid, it doesn't generate dividends, they have no control, they, they, 
it's an asset without any real value. I think there's better ways to be fair to non-active non family members. The, we, we used to hear um, the term family limited partnership as a, uh, as a recommended option for transferring or moving ownership from, uh, from dad to his children. Are, are family limited partnerships still an option and, and what are the pros and cons? Well, yes, that's an option, but there's better options now. I alluded to earlier that you could have voting and non-voting stock. A lot of times, dealer principal stock we will take and split into voting and non-voting stock. 90% of the stock will be non-voting, 10% will be voting. Dad can sell the non-voting or gift the non-voting stock to son or daughter, keep the voting stock keep the control. That was the concept of family limited partnerships. You had a managing and a non-managing partner. The managing partner was 10%, the non-managing was 90, and you move the 90% over to the kids. The problem with partnerships was there was no creditor protection. So LLCs and corporations uh, are better ways to do the same thing. A family board, this is different than a board of directors. This is a family board. People that work and have a family business, it tends to be 24-7. Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays, holidays, you name it, the family tends to talk business. It's 24-7. And if you're not in the business, that can be a disincentive to spend time with the family because you hear arguments or you hear problems and it seems like nothing else is important to the family but the business. So we suggest you create a family board with all family members, all family members, whether they're active or inactive, because most dealers have other assets that uh, other family members may, might be participating in. There might be ancillary businesses or <clears throat> secondary, uh, you know, opportunities or real estate that the family needs to work on together. But if we have a family board meeting four times a year in a nice place, we're able to talk about uh, the, who's going to be the successor and how do you become the successor and what's it take to, you know, for the three, out of the three kids, who should be promoted and the strengths and weaknesses. We, we have, uh, you know, skill, skill assessment uh, sessions where we, we look at unique abilities and weaknesses and strengths. But it's a relaxed environment where the communications are better, they're slower paced. We talk about roles within the company. Um, we talk about expansion. We talk about uh, you know new acquisitions, new projects. Um, each person has responsibilities to the family. Maybe if they're becoming more and more involved, we have used this with brothers who, as I alluded to earlier, can't speak to one another except in the board meetings. <clears throat> but the point is, you don't want to be discussing business 24-7 over holidays when you should have family time. 
and you got to separate business from your personal life. And the the board, it doesn't work for everybody, but the boards that we've helped establish have projects and participation, and the communication is improved. People spend time together. Kids understand their parents a little bit better, the sacrifices they made over the years, the changes that are coming, and we just found that it improves family harmony if all are involved and it's separate from personal time. Uh, there's how to get in touch with me. If, if we can help, if we can answer questions, uh, feel free to call. We always spend uh, one hour on the phone with you, up to one hour on the phone with you without any fee or obligation. Uh, if you want to discuss your personal situation uh, in private, I've been doing this 30 years. Uh, also, if, you, if you're interested in a, a business valuation, we're, we have a discount uh, on our business valuation fee. We'll, we'll knock the fee off uh, by $1,500 if you uh, reference uh, this. It's normally a $5,000 cost. We would uh, reduce the fee by $1,500. We would need three years' worth of tax returns. Did you know VIP season ticket subscribers have access to this workshop and hundreds more in streaming video, MP3 download, audio CD, executive white paper summary, and podcast formats? Visit vip.dealersedge.com for more information.